How would you like to feel loved, stop fighting, and get your needs met with an unreserved yes? Can you imagine how excited you would be to come home to that kind of loving relationship every day? With just three daily practices that you can learn right here, you'll be able to keep such a loving excitement sizzling long after the honeymoon stage. And with such controls in your hands, you can feel secure that your X's and O's will never again become X's and woes. Now here's your host, Cheryl Herbst, the world's simplest relationship strategist. Hello, everyone. I'm Cheryl Herbst, your host, and I love simplicity and I love results. In today's episode four, I'm going to be sharing with you the simplest strategy that I've found for getting your needs met with an unreserved yes. So when is now a good time to retire that old win-lose strategy you have been using that was handed down to you by the old folks and promoted by the media? Haven't you noticed yet that it failed you miserably? And it is what keeps you in pain. But there's hope. I'm going to be sharing with you a better win-win strategy that you can use to get the feedback you're actually longing for, a smile attached to an unreserved yes. So welcome to my ongoing training on how to keep your X's and O's from becoming X's and woes. I really appreciate the investment you are making with your time. So I promise that if you learn to execute just three practices daily, you can end relationship failure and take your heart out of the freezer and love again. With you in charge, you can build a relationship of your dreams. Then you no longer have to hope and pray that one day your dreams might come true. So if your biological clock is ticking away and you want to get on with a happy relationship now, then my three-part strategy is the most time-saving and simplest way to get you there. By getting down to just three root causes that create the unhealthy soil that your relationship woes grow in, you can simplify the amount of time and effort it takes to reach success. However, if you have yet to listen to the episodes one through three, then what I am sharing is probably sounding just a little disjointed. So be sure to go and download those episodes now so you can catch up and understand this episode better. If you have been following my show, you'll know then that unmet needs is number two on my list of root causes of relationship failure. And for those of you who are reading my book, How to Keep Your Exits and O's from Becoming Exits and Woes, you will find that in the section labeled How to Get Your Needs Met, I cover in detail not only what to do, but how to do it. So now let's jump right in to root cause number two not getting your needs met with an unreserved yes. The struggle that it takes to try to get your needs met is number two on my list of biggest disappointments in relationships. You enter your relationship with such high hopes that this lover is, quote, going to fulfill me, save me, provide for my happiness, unquote. Your eyes sparkle with the thought of how this new person is going to do this thing and going to do that thing that makes you just feel so complete. You just know that happily ever after is on the horizon. And then time goes by and you can't help but recognize that your partner really isn't so interested in doing all those things to fulfill your life, are they? And neither are you for them, really, are you? What I have seen and heard time and again is that what we expect from families and friends is support through thick and thin. But 
What we actually expect from lovers more than anything else is to get our needs met. And when that doesn't happen, what is the old handed-down practice for responding to this? Accusations and guilt, right? This is so prevalent in our society, it would be rare for you to have escaped this manipulation. If you are like most people, from the beginning of your life, if you didn't do what your parents or your church or your culture and then your relationships wanted from you, you were accused of not caring enough, weren't you? Of being selfish, right? So we all learn to take in this tactic and to use it from an early age. But when you ask for your needs to be met by calling your partner names like selfish or by whining, getting angry, pressuring, or guilting, your goal is to get your partner to give up their selfish needs in order to meet your selfish needs. You are attempting to convince your partner that this is how you know they respect and love you, by what they are willing to sacrifice for you. But let me ask you, When you are successful at manipulating them to give in to you, are they really doing it out of a show of love? And if not, how satisfying is that, really? How often does one partner in a relationship sacrifice their selfish desires from the heart just so that the other partner making the request to them can have their own selfish desires met? And if not done from the heart, how can such sacrifices be rewarding? Or satisfying. I know I'm treading on sacred ground here, so don't get me wrong. There is no doubt that love also sacrifices. If someone leaps in front of a bullet to save your life, for example, that's love doing that, for sure. Yet, too often the sacrifices given in relationships is really motivated by acquiescence, not love, especially if the work to keep love alive has yet to be done. What is acquiescence? It's giving in in order to avoid further argument. You don't want the drama, so what do you do? You pick your battles. Or you try to play fair by compromising. You might say something like, I'll give in here if you give in there. One of my clients even told me that he and his partner kept score. If you are honest with yourself, your brain may convince you that this is love, but surely your heart knows better. Acquiescence is the number one reason behind most of the sacrifices your partner does for you. It is also the number one reason why you do the same. You want peace, you want to choose your battles, so you acquiesce. So does your partner. Many of you have let me know that this triggers you. If you need to block this simple truth and cling to idealistic ideas, It just means that you are not ready for simplifying your relationship problems yet. There are many relationship strategies that all lead to the same end, but just some take a whole lot longer. So I invite you to just hear me out before you turn away to a longer path. When you receive sacrifices because your partner is trying to avoid further arguments, when you receive sacrifices because your partner is picking their battles, are you actually receiving love? Are you actually receiving respect? Let's open to a little honesty here, can we? And flip it around. How often do you actually sacrifice your needs for someone else out of heartfelt love or respect for them? 
And how often do you do it because you don't want to get into it with them? Why does the sacrifice to show me you love me model break down? Why does the end result not lead to that loving connection society says it should? Well, here is the resolution that I came to. Sacrifice, not done in love, breeds resentment. Let me say that again. Sacrifice, not done in love, breeds resentment. This old win-lose idea of asking your partner to sacrifice their own desires just so you can have what you want binds your partner to a feeling of obligation. How can giving out of obligation ever feel good to the giver, or, for that matter, to the recipient? And everyone knows what the result of feeling obligated is, right? Resentments. Would anyone need to be convinced that a buildup of resentments eventually leads to relationship failure? Holding unresolved resentments inside can't lead anywhere but to mistrust. And how can mistrust cut anything but a pulling away from your partner and your partner from you? Stored resentments, then, are the number two cause, in my opinion, of the gradual decline in passion and romance, and that leads to relationship failure. Therefore, it is essential to keeping a relationship happy and with a long life that a new, more innovative solution be discovered. A solution that will keep peace and get your needs met and not get you accused of being selfish will get your heart the result it actually wants, which is an unreserved yes from your partner. That leads us to the ultimate question then. How can you ask your partner for your needs to be met that leaves them wanting to say yes to you? First, let me share a valuable truth that will support my solution. This is a common statement of fact I've heard in several different certified trainings I have taken. Here it is. People will willingly choose to act when it is in accordance with their own highest values. While you're pondering that, you might be questioning the validity of this. If you are, try considering whether or not it is the highest value that you are not quite catching on to. How can you apply this then to the second problem? Well, when you ask someone to do something that is in alignment with their highest values, they are going to respond more willingly. This is because people are always eager to find a way to do something that they really value. Knowing this then, you can create a win-win solution with it. How do you do that? Well, make a list of their values and then make a list of your needs. And then pick a need on your list and ask yourself this question. How can I get this need met by linking it to one of the values on my partner's list? An opposite way of phrasing the same question could be to ask, how can my partner get their value met by fulfilling my need? Once you get the hang of this, success builds upon success as each of you gets what you want out of saying yes That is, if you ask for your needs to be met through your partner's value system. In Dr. John DeMartini's book, The Heart of Love, he says, There is an art and a science to asking in such a way that it inspires an unreserved yes. I love this quote. 
It really inspired me to realize I have more control than I realized. I can inspire rather than manipulate, and so can you. Oh, and by the way, if you want help figuring out values, Dr. Martini has the best values identification test of any that I have tried. That's because his method figures out your list by how you're actually living. You can find it at www.drdemartini.com. So let me spell that for you. It's D-R-D-E-M-A-R-T-I-N-I. That's www.drdemartini.com. Or you can just go to the show notes and click on the link. They're always there. Once again, that's all we have time for. But in future episodes, we'll have more time to go into the details of how to execute this very important practice. For now, this gives you a summarized view of how to get your needs met with an unreserved yes. And are you remembering that you can go to my website, afraidtolovegain.com, and download a free PDF copy of my book, How to Keep Your X's and O's from Becoming X's and Woes? This book goes into the details of what to do and how to do it not only for getting your needs met, but also for love dying and for melting fighting into curiosity and compassion. So, if you're ready to jump back into a fulfilling love life and stop holding back in fear, click on the link in the show notes and get the information you need to create a successful love relationship now. Well, that's it for this episode. Bye for now. We thank you for tuning in to X's and O's, not X's and Woes. We know you have many options, so we promise this podcast series to be a good investment in you. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're also eager to hear how well you liked it, so please rate and review us on whichever channel you use. Remember, the goal is for you to feel safe so you can open up to love again and know that you can keep it glowing for decades to come is possible and you can do it. You're not alone. So let's do this thing and do it together. We'll see you next time.